the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon to you. Welcome to Wednesday show. Kath, good to see you. Thank you, John. My, Thank you. My headset has somehow contorted itself into some unrecognizable spaghetti bit of mm-hmm. uh, twister licorice. The uh, we're wearing these headphones that are like not really they're just they're just not they're not radio headphones. Yeah, they are. Well, they are, but you know what I mean. When you think of headphones, you think of like the big cans. Yeah, these are like the Christie's wearing headphones. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are in ear monitors, right? Right. But um, <clears throat> remember, do you have a memory? Because you know this is a radio show. We're doing radio. Do you have a memory of radio, like an early memory? Yes, my earliest memory of radio. Yeah, what was that? Listening to the Pirates mm-hmm. with my Pirates. grandfather out on the front porch of his house in New Kensington. Mm-hmm. The Gunner. Mm-hmm. Here, oh, tomorrow's yep. opening day. That was probably let's see what year that might have been nineteen seventy three. Mm, just before that was it. That was it for the Gunner. He yeah. was pretty much gone by seventy four. Yeah, that's probably my earliest memory, but all the years I was growing up, my parents loved radio. So we listened to Myron, we listened to Roy Fox. Oh, Roy Fox. Uh, Jack Bogut, sure. John Cigna, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Lynn Cullen, yep. Doug Hurth, of course, especially. Yep. I remember being a kid. Phil Music. I remember Phil, I loved Phil Bruce Music. Bruce Kaiden. Oh my gosh. And these were like sports guys yep. who transitioned to talk radio. Yep. Phil Music and Bruce Kyden, yep. right? John Steigerwald. Yeah, Steige. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Bruce Kyden's still alive. No, he's not. Hmm. When we were little, my brother's six years older than me, and so we shared a bedroom together in the attic of our house, and he would have the radio on at nighttime, listening to stations in Chicago mm-hmm. or New York. So he was like 10. Yeah. You know, I was four, you know. I thought it was like magic. Yeah, I, I know. could not believe it. I remember being up at uh, the lake. That's where I spent summers up at Chautauqua Lake when I was a kid. And I used to be, once the sun went down, I could get ESPN oh. 1000 in Chicago. I thought that was. How the can that even be? Absolute best. It, that was before there were ESPN stations everywhere. Right. You know what I mean? So being able to hear. The I flagship. Mean, it was is like it my dream come true being able to hear sports 24 hours. Are mm-hmm. you kidding me? That would be like the greatest thing I could ever experience if I could hear sports on the radio right. all day. So now, I mean, remember there were like guys in our neighborhood who were like shortwave yeah. radio mm-hmm. aficionados. Shortwave radio? No, nowhere. Is that? Because the internet's <clears throat> just taking that over. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. Because that was cool. They were like the Does emergency Mor- guys. Is Morse code still a thing? Well, how could it be a thing? For what? I, mean, I don't know. I'm thinking about like ships and things. Does that? No, d- does no, that, no. Anybody use Morse code no, anymore? No, I can't imagine. Unless you're in a hostage situation <laughs> and you hope someone else knows it. <laughs> Why is that guy tapping? 
He's got a good sense of rhythm. Okay, so please save my host- life. If I'm an hostage situation, do you know Morse code so you could interpret? No, no okay, nothing. Well, then that's stupid. If you're in a situation, just blink. Why does Cass have something in her eye? Oh, she wants me to save her life. <laughs> It'd be horrible, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, I, don't, never, I, I think after this conversation, I'm not going to rely no, on you. I never to knew Kath had a tick like that. Why, why is she all jittery? I looked at her every day. I never saw that tick. <laughs> oh, oh, she wants me to save her life. Why is she holding up the newspaper? <laughs> okay, I'll be over with the suitcase filled with ones. <laughs> Unmarked. <laughs> anyway. How's the news today? Mm, I mean, it's news, John. All right. Well, I, do do have, I, I have a special feature, though. Hey, okay, fabulous. Well, as we always do, let's get underway with the news. Kath, please give us the top four at four. For Wednesday, April 6th, 2022, mm-hmm. number one. There's a new Russian law, John, that prohibits the military campaign in Ukraine to be called a war or to be called an invasion. And mass arrests of protesters have largely eliminated any visible sign of dissent inside Russia against the war. Wow. This is according to today's Wall Street Journal. Large numbers of Russians opposed to the war have chosen to be exiled, and the Kremlin says they're glad they're gone. Ready? Of course. Quote, many people are showing themselves to be what we in Russia like to call traitors. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said, quote, they disappear from our lives on their own. Some resign from their jobs, some withdraw from their professional lives, and some leave the country and move to other places. That's how Russia is cleansed. What began as a robust protest movement in Russia with thousands of activists taking part in protests or handing out anti-war literature has now faded. One 25-year-old woman interviewed said that when she was detained at a Moscow police station after participating in an anti-war demonstration in Moscow, the police officer said that I do not deserve to live in the country, that it's time for me to get out of here, that in Russia nothing will change, that Putin will always be in power, that I am a traitor. She was one of 3,400 people across the country arrested on March 6th for protests, according to the Interior Ministry. So what's going to happen to her? I don't know. Can you imagine having to leave? Number two. The Pittsburgh region's economy, John, continues to lag behind its pre-COVID levels from 2020. And economist Frank Gamrat says in today's trib that it may take us years to get back to pre-pandemic levels. I read this. I mean, the numbers are not that crushing. They're not that crushing, but it is that it's not rebounding quickly, I think is what he's bringing up. Um, I mean, when you look at traffic, are you? I was in morning traffic today. It was busy. Uh, okay, I was not. I but. My, I, I have very little traffic on my way here okay. when I come here. So well, I'm you're not coming a, weird out. Yeah, I'm not a good judge for that. I mean, rush hour on the way home has changed somewhat, but morning traffic seems very still thick big. today. Yeah. Well, the article in today's trip talks about the lingering mm-hmm. impact in the decrease of numbers of people seeking work, which we see everywhere. Yeah. Right? I can't find anybody to work. We have to close right, on Saturdays. Right, right, I can't right. find anybody to work. Right? Uh, although labor force issues have been a national problem since the pandemic, the Pittsburgh region's labor labor force apparently recovering at a slower rate than other mm-hmm. slow regions. Well, you know, Pittsburgh's always behind the times. Is that, is that the way it is? I think so. Okay. Number three. Four Burger King customers, people, suing the chain over its marketing, claiming that the company made the burger look about 35% bigger in its ad than it is in reality. 
Someone measured that. This is something of great importance. It's advertising. What the, do you expect? The plaintiffs in the lawsuit, which was filed in Florida, mm-hmm. are seeking monetary damages for anyone who was quote-unquote deceived by Burger King's advertising and alleged uh, deceptive trading practices, claiming that Burger King started to, quote, materially overstate the size of its burgers back in 2017. That's when it all went downhill for Burger King, when they started to materially overstate the size of its burgers. Mm -hmm. While the marketing images of the Whopper may have grown bigger, the recipe or the amount of beef or ingredients contained in the Whopper has never changed. The lawsuit claims. I mean, well, I'm not sure why that that's uh, okay. That's according to CBS News today. Interesting. And number four, hmm. I'm happy to give you a weird animal story. Oh, always. Mm-hmm. Hmm. A children's hospital in Orlando recently recruited candidates for a coveted new position. After rounds of interviews, the hospital hired Parks, a two-year-old Labrador Retriever with a golden coat and floppy ears, mm-hmm. who boasts an impressive catalog of more than 40 commands. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Park can sit, stay, raise his paw on command like a lot of dogs, but also can provide kids with kisses and cuddles, has learned how to walk properly next to wheelchairs and other assistive devices, mm. and motivates kids to take walks around the hospital. It is a dog. It is a dog. He turns light switches on and off with his snout. Get out. He pulls ropes to hold drawers and doors open. He helps out with laundry by dragging the hamper to the washing machine. Nice. He can also play cards. Yep. He can play cards. Like Uno. Parks is reportedly very obedient and has a high intellect, but also has a goofy side, which bodes well for patients in need of a pick-me-up. The bottom line, people, and I hope you're paying attention, Parks is a very good boy. Excellent. Very and that good. is your top four. I like it very four. much. Right. Isn't that good to know that Parks dog. can do all that? Who, someone trained him well. Yes. there's mm-hmm. a, And it costs $50,000 to train a dog like that. Oh, my gosh. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break. We do come back. We're just getting underway with Wednesday's show. Chris Martin will join us next. We're going to talk about Elon Musk and Twitter, free speech. 101.5 WORD. Some people hope that a book or seminar by a fresh new philosopher will help them grow spiritually. But it's only when you turn to Christ that you will find genuine spiritual blessings. The question is, how do you access those blessings? John MacArthur helps you find out in his study called Complete in Christ here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. You're not who you were 25 years ago. Your life's more complex. People change, families change, and the law changes. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. And a proper estate plan should keep up with those changes. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer, someone who's really good at making complex concepts sound so simple, so you can protect what's yours and to ensure that your will is done. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, preferred for all mechanical systems, heating and air, our team has got you covered, maintenance, service, installs and repair, call us when you need comfort, online at tmschbac.com. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, preferred. 
Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing It Right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You'll receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents and does. Don't you just love the smell of old books? This is a library. Sorry, ma'am. We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual Customizes Your Car Insurance So You Only Pay for What You Need. I don't think we carry that, but check nonfiction. It really does devour literature. Please leave. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. I wonder how much the average person spends on Twitter. And whoever that average person is. You mean time? Yeah. Or money? Time. Right? I mean, like you and I, we're on there because we're interested. We you know, use it as a resource in some way. But like someone who works as a nurse or a mechanic or... You I know, bet a lot of nurses and mechanics have zero interest in Twitter. Right. So does then Twitter just play to a certain yes. very specific I subset a ver- of person? I think it's a very slender slice of Western culture. Do you think it's punching above its weight? For sure. Mm-hmm. Way above its weight. Because it's a thing. Yeah. And because a lot of people who are um, culture makers are fully invested in being on it. Right. Okay. So Twitter, I think, came to the fore whenever they banned uh, the former President Trump from Twitter. Was that about a year ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably. Mean, I think people who never had any connection to Twitter were like, what? What's that? What's that about? So self, some sort of censorship is going on in big tech. Now, word is, I think yesterday, Elon Musk made public that he himself has bought millions of shares of Twitter. And by so doing, uh, he may be the, the largest shareholder percentage wise and has put himself on the board because of, you know, he's all these different shares that he holds right now. So what does that foretell about free speech? Here to talk to us about that is a regular guest on our show, Chris Martin. Chris is a marketing editor at Moody Publishers. He's also a writer. His new book is called Terms of Service. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, Chris, welcome back. Hey, thanks again for having me, guys. Good to be back here with you. My pleasure. All right, Chris, do you agree with me that um, Twitter tends to punch above its weight because culture makers hang out there? Yep, totally. Yeah, it. uh, you're exactly right. Twitter in terms of share of, of social media use and population in the U S I think is quite low. I think something like 15 to 20% of Americans have used Twitter in the last month or something like that. Last time, I think like Pew research did a, did a poll. Yeah. So, so what, like what's happening on Twitter is not a good reflection of like the, the country's psyche, if you will. However, the people who are really active on Twitter and tend to get the most engagement 
tend to be really impactful culture makers, as you say, um, people who who tend to have you know strong voices or in positions of leadership. Yeah, I think a lot of you know common folks who are working normal jobs and and aren't spending all day at the computer or, or like aren't paid to give their opinions. Um, I think a lot of folks like that don't pay a whole lot of attention to Twitter because Twitter, like I've always loved Twitter is my favorite social media platform and not because I really consider myself a culture maker or anything like that, but it's like, I've always viewed it as a way to like sit on your little perch and, and engage with the rest of the world, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, Facebook, Instagram, <clears throat> for at least for me, those are where I'm more engaging with people I actually know in real life. Yeah. Like it in, like I know offline, whereas Twitter is all like, I got on Twitter in 2007, like when it first became a real thing. I was a junior in high school. And um, ever since I got on Twitter back in 2007, it's always felt like the the realist version of like a perch to the wider world on the internet. Right. Um, and, and a way to engage with people who I don't know um, personally. And, and so I think Twitter is really powerful for that reason. And it's, it's just a really great broadcast platform a way to get out messages if you if you are a well-known person or you know it's been it's been used just for so many like public relations uh utility purposes by really famous people over the years whether politicians or celebrities or athletes or whomever i mean i can't tell you the number of people who have announced their retirement on twitter yeah, for sure um and 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 other other platforms have have obviously taken influence in that way as well but but yeah you're exactly right it's incredibly powerful and and influential culturally even if it's far from the most popular and most frequently used social media platform, right. and it never will be, but not every platform needs to be the most most used platform to have serious cultural impact. Yeah, right. So choose your favorite platform, right? You know, it's kind of like an ice cream cone. Everybody's got a different taste for what they want to use or what, what they want to consume. Okay, so let's fast forward then to Elon Musk, because like President Trump, Elon Musk uh, has been a very active Twitter user. Now, unlike President Trump, uh, President Trump, you know, was pushed off Twitter. But Elon Musk, uh, he had, you know, his own uh, troubles with Twitter back and forth. Well, I remember that Sunday night when he I was I was on Twitter and all of a sudden across my phone comes the fact that he's going to um, he's going to take Twitter private. Do you guys remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, what? And of course, I don't own any shares in Twitter. So for me, it was just like a theoretical thing. Well, for people who did own shares in Twitter, it was not theoretical. And then, you know, everything hit the fan. Yeah. Okay. So two paths, but now Elon Musk yesterday said, I'm going to occupy a lot of space on Twitter. So then talk about free speech, Chris, because, you know, Twitter, what was it last week? They banned uh, the satirical website, the Babylon Bee. Mm I mean, you you can only go so far, and then you will upset you know the liberal gods and conservatives. Pretty much, if, if you sort of cross over this invisible line, you're muted for a, a little bit of time, sort of put into timeout, or you're just outright banned. Now, Elon Musk, in some way, whatever you think about Elon Musk, is saying I'm going to write the playing field and make a number of suggestions. Is that fair? To, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're exactly right, guys. Back in 2017 or so, when he talked about how he was going to take Tesla private, he 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 actually broke some SEC regulations, or, or perhaps did, and had an investigation as a result. So yeah, he's he's a huge Twitter user. Over the course of the last few months, he's purchased up. Uh, yeah, he's become a majority stockholder in Twitter, and as a means of oh, thanks for correcting me. I said from, Twitter, didn't I? I meant Tesla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, okay. you. Um, I, I knew what you meant and I'm sure other listeners Great, did, but I you. wanted to clarify. Um, so, so yeah, Twitter in a, in an attempt to keep him from doing a sort of hostile takeover, uh, said, Hey, will you join our board 
and promised not to do a hostile takeover. And he said, yeah, sure. So he uh, he's joined the board officially now. And, and it seems like Twitter's top leaders really do seem to like him. Obviously, he's a bit of a rabble rouser. He's like he's like that class clown in class or something like that. If the if the Twitter uh, higher ups are the teachers. And so he causes a little ruckus here and there. But he's really brilliant. I, I think regardless mm-hmm. of what you a lot of people he's a very polarizing figure. A lot of people really don't like Elon Musk. A lot of people like love him in a weird way. Uh, I, I don't have a very strong feeling, but I do think it's kind of entertaining to watch him do what he does on Twitter. And I think having his brain leading leading in some way at Twitter could be really powerful. To the point on censorship, etc., uh, we, we need to be clear about something. There's no such thing as free speech on social media. And what I mean by that is social media platforms are private companies that have the ability and freedom to make whatever <clears throat> rules they want sure um because they're they're private companies and so they're you know there are obviously all kinds of conversations philosophically about if that's right or if that's wrong but as this stands if twitter facebook any of these platforms can ban anyone they'd like if the user who they're banning has broken its rules right. um so whether it's politicians or media organizations or other rabble rousing users that have been banned over the course of the last couple of years. Um, it, I kind of look at that. And I'm like, well, you, you agreed to the terms of service. You agreed to what uh, the rules are for playing on Twitter. You can disagree with them all you want, sure. but if you break the rules, you get put in timeout. And until you reconcile your breaking of the rules, AKA delete the tweets that are in violation of the terms of service, then you are going to be in timeout <clears throat> until you reconcile that until you, you know, you, you don't get forgiveness until you actually Uh, apologize for breaking the rules and so i think the thing that we all need to remember is um unfortunately why is it that conservatives seem to be targeted more than uh, more than liberals or or progressives maybe it's because conservatives are breaking the rules more i don't know um but i think i think it's really important for us to keep in mind that free speech as we see in our nation's founding documents doesn't really apply to social media platforms given that they are private institutions and can make whatever rules they want. So we should, I think the, the way we win here is by making whatever points we want to make uh, in, in winsome, kind, loving ways. Uh, there are no social media regulations or guidelines. Pe- people are not being banned for their views. People are being banned more so for the way they're expressing, expressing mm-hmm. those views. Um, and, I, and I think we need to be careful about how we express our views and try to express them with kindness. But I think Elon mm-hmm. Musk joining the board, he, he has expressed his concern with this um, about, about, free speech on on platforms like this and and he's expressed a lot of other opinions about twitter and i think it could be very positive i'm ex- it, it will be interesting regardless of what happens and i think it uh it could be very good and i think just having an outside voice as strong as his could just be really good for the platform a platform that has long struggled though it though it has done well culturally it has long struggled financially it, twitter's always struggled to make a profit compared to other social media mm-hmm. platforms. So I think it'll be interesting to see if he has any effect in that regard. Right. Chris Martin is with us. Check out his new book called Terms of Service. He's a content marketing editor at Moody Publishers, also works in social media marketing and communications as a consultant. Um, the question, though, if we're talking about free speech when it comes to these huge, enormous platforms is uh, probably the question that a lot, a lot of Congress people were asking when Jack Dorsey and... Um, Zuckerberg and who's the person who's in charge of of uh, YouTube and Apple? Cool. Susan, uh, Susan Wojcicki is the head of YouTube. Tim 
Tim Cook Tim is the Cook. head of Apple. Yep. Tim Cook, right. Okay. When they were brought in front of Congress, the question was, it's not just about free speech, though. It's about your incredible influence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if Donald Trump – I'm not defending how Donald Trump talked on Twitter, but you know, Xi Jinping still allowed to be on Twitter, but Donald Trump isn't allowed to be on Twitter. So it's just that's – and if, that, if it was a little – if it was some guy's – company that he was running out of the you know back of his farm in idaho it would be one big it would be different but because of how enormous facebook is how enormous twitter is um how enormous youtube is then then all of those questions i think are it's okay to ask them and you're absolutely right that every person who's on social media should learn should learn to be an adult and like actually be kind and respectful um for sure but it does seem to me that the rules are arbitrary yeah, I think what we need to be what we need to be reminded of, because I've had a lot of conversations like this, especially when the former president was kicked off Twitter, is um, we need to be careful if we start asking social media platforms to regulate who can and can't use yeah. their platforms yep. based on activity they take off of social media. So take uh, Vladimir Putin. I don't think he has a Twitter account, but pretend Vladimir Putin had a Twitter account. Um, he should be allowed to be on Twitter until he br- breaks Twitter's rules. Because if, if we have social media platforms starting to decide who can and can't use their tools based on what they do off the platform, I don't know that we really want that. Like right. I, that, you yeah, yeah, I agree. a Pandora's box there. You really want, so that the reason why somebody like Donald Trump uh, gets booted off Twitter, but a dictatorial leader of a, of a country that, you know, that they're oppressing may not is because that that dictator might have better social media conduct than the former president of the United States, which should lead us to ask other questions. But really, we, we really only want we we should be careful asking social media platforms to make decisions about who's allowed to use their platform based on anything outside yeah, that's, of how they yeah, that's conduct a good point. themselves. Yeah, that's an interesting point. So we're not yeah, so so the Twitter or the the moguls whether it's Google or Facebook or Instagram whatever it is, we they need to be enforcing their terms of service not enforcing what happens in the extra Ex- right. The extra social media portions of their lives. That's or right. Yeah. Public. Exactly. Now, we, we if you want to go after their terms of service, like start criticizing, hey, you shouldn't have this or you should have this, by all means. But I think when we start saying, hey, this media mogul who who said some jerky things on Twitter got booted off, but this terrible genocidal maniac still gets to use it. It's like, well, did he express his genocidal thoughts on Twitter or is he, mm. is he, you know, just posting what he's having for lunch? Because we really just need to be, yeah, we should, we should be careful about in an effort to cleanse social media platforms of really bad actors, which is a noble desire. We should be careful to not kind of permit them. We, I don't think we want them to have power outside of their platform mm-hmm. or to make decisions outside of how people conduct themselves on whatever platforms they oversee. It's really sticky, man. And and I think it's, um, you know, part of it is these platforms shouldn't have as much power as they do to begin with. That's a whole other conversation um, because like part of that's just cultural. Part of that is, you know, they were allowed to kind of conduct themselves in a monopolistic way because 
there weren't rules to prevent certain right. activities from happening. So there's just, it's such a complicated web of issues. And it I is think complicated. It just takes a lot of wisdom to navigate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, in, in broadcast, you know, especially in the old days, the power of the FCC, they were tightly regulated. There was licensing. Right. Now, I mean, you know, anybody can open up a platform and uh, there's no rules here to follow. Uh, but the rules, are, rules still apply to us, right. to people who are on broadcast, but not – in other spheres it's just it's it is still kind of like the wild west i mean mm-hmm. remember we the internet was called the wild west 25 years ago and right. it's still that way and at the same time i mean uh elon musk i think it's fascinating what's happening here he's essentially bought his way into of course he can because he is who he is but uh, will we allow uh, in some ways you know a, one of the one percenters the billionaires to dictate terms of service and or morality on the rest of us which essentially, in some ways, is what's going to happen. That's right? the right? question. Yeah. All right, Chris, thanks for being with yeah, us again yeah. today. Good to see you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Our pleasure. That's Chris Martin. Check out his new book, Terms of Service. Also, you can find him on, on Twitter. Twitter. Weirdly, <laughs> where he's not offending anyone. No, he's being very respectful and kind. And he's also not a dictator, so that's a plus. <laughs> Yet. Bye, Chris. At the Original Mattress Factory, we make mattress shopping easy. We offer our lowest and best price to everyone, every day, so you can shop when you're ready. We show you exactly what's inside of our mattresses so you can see and feel the quality for yourself to ensure you're getting the best value. And we offer a no-pressure shopping experience. Our team is here to help you find the best mattress for you. It's that easy. Visit an OMF location today to see the original mattress factory difference for yourself. This is Greg Truszynski from the Original Mattress Factory. Sometimes customers are a little surprised when they first walk through our doors. They don't always expect our prices to be so fair for such a high-quality product. My father found that producing our mattresses in our own local factories would eliminate the middleman, providing a higher-quality product at a lower price than mainstream brands. It's the secret to our success that we are happy to share with anyone that comes through our doors. Visit an OMF location today to see the Original Mattress Factory secret for yourself. Friends, Jesus Christ hates death. He hates tombs. He didn't stay in his own tomb very long, and he doesn't want us to stay in ours either. Either the tombs that await us at the end of life or the ones we create for ourselves along the way. Join us at First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown, Sundays at 1045, as we celebrate the wonder of Easter. Death is defeated. God is making all things new, even you and me. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, preferred for all mechanical systems, heating and air. Our team has got you covered. Maintenance, service, installs and repair. Call us when you need comfort. Online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, preferred. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock, voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life. For a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Experience the difference at Slippery Rock University. 
Take the first step to turning your passion into a career by visiting SRU. Take a walking tour of the campus, meet with faculty, and learn about the benefits of a rock-solid education. Visit sru.edu slash visit. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Occasional rain and a thunderstorm this evening. Otherwise, considerable clouds for tonight with a low of 46. A little morning rain tomorrow. Otherwise, mostly cloudy. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 58. Mostly cloudy skies for tomorrow night. The low 36. Some sunshine Friday, then turning cloudy with a brief shower or two. We'll reach a high Friday of 51. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. April is National Poetry Month, and as uh, we've wont over the years, we have presented slices of poetry mm-hmm. during the month of April specifically. So today, I think this is our first foray into National Poetry Month. Well, no, because we started it the other day with uh, Misha Willis. Oh, Misha, that's right. But right? you, yeah, yeah. us is, presenting. Right. Yeah, yeah, us right. presenting. This right. is our first one. Yeah. Okay, so you have a poem for us called The Old Astronomer to His Pupil. Written by Sarah Williams, 1868. 1868. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Reach me down, my Tycho Brahe. I would know him when we meet, when I share my later science sitting humbly at his feet. He may know the law of all things, yet be ignorant of how we are working to completion, working on from then to now. Pray remember that I leave you all my theory complete, Lacking only certain data for your adding, as is meet. And remember, men will scorn it, tis original and true, and the obloquy of newness may fall bitterly on you. But my pupil, as my pupil, you have learned the worth of scorn. You have laughed with me at pity, we have joyed to be forlorn. But for us are all distractions of men's fellowship and smiles, what for us the goddess pleasure with her meretricious smiles. You may tell that German college that their honor comes too late, but they must not waste repentance on this grisly savant's fate. Though my soul may set in darkness, it will rise in perfect light. I have loved the stars too fondly to be fearful of the night. Wow. There's a lot going on there. I love the thought of an old astronomer, you know, some 80-year-old guy talking about all the struggles he's had in science his whole life to some 20-year-old kid who thinks that, you know, everybody's going to be his friend and there aren't going to be any big battles and it's going to be fine. What is Tycho Bra? I don't know. Reach me down, my Tycho Bra. I would know him when we meet. Mm Mm-hmm. When I share my later science, sitting humbly at his feet. I don't know. Tycho Bra. It's like a cultural reference yeah, in some way. Yeah, I would think that, that some, we, it must have been to familiar to, to people in 1868. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or maybe people people in Sarah Williams' orbit in 1868. Right. You know what I love? I love he says, uh, "You have, uh, but my pupil as my pupil, you have learned the worth of scorn. <laughs> you have laughed with me at pity. We have joyed to be forlorn. That's a great line. That sure is. That's a great line. And, of course, the best line is the last one. 
I have loved the stars too fondly to be fearful of the night. I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful line. It's one of my favorite lines in poetry. What? Read it again. Though my soul may set in darkness, it will rise in perfect light. I have loved the stars too fondly (laughs) to be fearful of the night. (laughs) That's beautiful. Tycho Brahe was a Danish astronomer known for his accurate and comprehensive astronomical observations. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Reach me down, my Tycho Brahe. Okay, I would know him when we meet. Mm-hmm. So the complexity and the accuracy is what I'm passing along to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Very interesting. I love it. All Beautiful. Right. Sarah Williams. First foray into National Poetry Month. We'll take a, a quick break. When we come back, uh, we, we're going to go into this conversation about... Is, it, st- is there too much streaming? Yes. Too many options. the short answer. And the libraries. The two colliding together. We'll talk about that next. 101.5 WORD. This week from Inside for Living from Chuck Swindoll. Your goal in life is not the other person changing, it's you changing. And it's amazing what happens when you and I change. It makes all the difference in the world, in our life, in our home, and at our work. Join us when Chuck Swindoll unveils the rich treasures in the book of Colossians this week on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group and timeshare cancellation advocate. I was sued by the largest timeshare company in federal court for simply helping people cancel their timeshare that they had been lied to about. The jury sized me up and came back with a verdict after only 20 minutes. And yes, I won. My husband and I are more than grateful to everyone at Wesley Financial Group. You know, thanks to Chuck and his team, we feel as though a weight has been lifted and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. Give my office a call today. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing. Get the facts. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-837-5050. That's 800-837-5050. 800-837-5050. Spring is so close. And with the budding of the trees, the blooming of the flowers, the shedding of our winter clothes, Realtor yard signs will soon be popping up all over our neighborhoods. Now, these are strange days indeed. But if you've been dreaming and hoping to buy that house... The first thing you need to do is connect with United Faith Mortgage. Of course, you've heard them here on Word FM, and for many good reasons, our listeners have made United Faith Mortgage their go-to mortgage provider. It's the small family team, the big lender advantage that gets your attention, but as you go deeper into the process, the kid glove care from Denise, Ryan, John lets you know you've made the right decision. So, if you're looking for a mortgage, or to refinance, or a cash-out mortgage, Do your homework and then go to unitedfaithmortgage.com to get pre-approved. United Faith Mortgage, where faith and family are first and foremost with people just like you and me. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I love your product. I've been taking it now for two and a half weeks. I love it. I've owned my own businesses all my life. And when you own, you naturally do more than what you expect anybody else to do. So I'm going to tell you, I love the capsules. 
Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code BALANCE. Okay. On a typical night when, you know, you want to watch something, mm-hmm. this happens to me. Oh, and I don't have anything in mind. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like say like I'm a, like I'm alone and I've made my dinner and I want to sit down and watch something while I'm eating my dinner. So the problem is like my food Which is, is one of my favorite things to do. Of course way. it is. But if you don't know, like your food is hot. You, can, you, can, you have to have a, you have to figure oh. out what it is before you heat your food. Like an hour. Exactly. You need time to come up with a plan to maximize the pleasure of the experience. I can't tell you how many times I've done this where yep. I'm looking for something to stream. Yep. And then I just give up. And you're very hungry. I just go, right? I'm like, done. I, look, I, it's just too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so saw a piece today that um, people are overwhelmed. 46% of people streaming consumers feel overwhelmed by the ever-increasing platforms. Yeah, yeah it's right? a lot. As of February, according to Nielsen, there were 817,000 unique programs, <gasps> movies, specials available <laughs> viewing your, oh to your streaming devices. Gosh. An increase of 26% since the end of 2019. So in the pandemic, that's when things really took off. It was overwhelming. And and I always thought, you know, they were going to shut down production during the pandemic. Right. They increased it. More shows, more shows. That kind of got you through the pandemic in some way. Oh, right? in some way? In a lot of ways. Yeah, it did. Yeah. But it's too it's too much to bear. Like, I, okay, I have Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Apple Plus. Mm-hmm. I have all those too. Um, well, I, let's let's talk about the ones we don't have. We don't have Peacock. I, don't I have, have that. I know we don't, I don't have, have HBO. Don't, I have that. We don't have Paramount. I have that. <laughs> You're the broke girl. <laughs> well, ay ay ay. I mean, it's too much. It, okay, I've been on this fast, this this viewing yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't tell you how freeing it is. I I believe you're right. It's, I believe you're it's right. incredible. Seriously, I walk into the living room and I want to mock the television set. Yeah. I look at it and go, ha, 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 you don't own me. Right. Not out of any moral superiority, just because I'm not tied to that thing. Right. Because it was on a lot. Sure. Here's the other good news. Library usage is at, at almost an all-time high. That's I'm so surprised by that. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy. Me too. The weird thing is, though, that there are more people in the library, but less books being taken out. More, wait a minute. More people in the library, yes. but fewer books being taken. Are they reading at the library? Is that what that well, means? Well, here's the deal. They're using computers. They're using it in some ways as a social place. Well, that's not a bad social no, place. No, not at all. When my kids were little, I used oh, it as a social me? place. We lived at the oh, library. Oh, my gosh. It was like, yeah. and you have to be quiet. Right, which is nice. <laughs> which is very nice. Have you been to the library recently? I have three books out right now. The library's changed. The being quiet thing pretty much disappeared. I would say. Uh, okay. I, I wasn't you allowed when that? I was there. Huh. Although I haven't been down to the, the to main the, branch, uh, main branch, huh? main branch feels like a bus station sometimes. Does it really? It does. There's People a, just kind yeah. of walk right through. Hey, buh, buh, buh. 
I mean, holy smokes. I lived in fear as a kid of the library. So did I. Oh, my gosh. Are you Shh, kidding me? Wait, I'm so sorry. Right. And coupled now with the libraries, they don't find anybody. So this is interesting. I um, So I have three books out, and I keep waiting for the re- – because I get a reminder not- saying that you know your book is due back. Yeah. I get a reminder saying it was automatically renewed. So I think – well, What's I going on? I, so well, now I, you're going to have your library book forever. People will never return their yeah, books. Yeah, so how do I – Is I so if, if, do I never have a due date on these is books? Is it a physical book? Three books, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I, th- I find it curious. I know. And I got them all, each of them, before Christmas. Because I and got, now it's April. Yeah, because I got them for Christmas break, so I could read them over Christmas, and then obviously a lot of other things came up. But think how long I've had them. Months. Remember you said two weeks. Right. Two weeks. And then you could get assigned, do it for another two weeks. You have to go back in physically. Right. And they would re- stamp the stamper. Stamp. I loved the stamp. Me too. I loved how it smelled. How about the two cents a day fine? Right. Then it became a nickel. Yeah. I remember like- So there's no library fine anymore, you're no. saying? No. In the majority of libraries in this country, fines have been just gone. Well, how do they, how do, how do libraries get- or, That's a good question. Get any money at all? It became a social justice issue. Well, that's so, stupid. So, I'm sorry. I think we can all be responsible enough to return our library well, books. Well, there's a lot of things we could all be responsible for, but as a society, we choose not to. Okay. These are the shows that I... Oh, no, wait. I just thought of another one. Okay. These are the shows... Wait. You're doing the same thing. Both you two, Christy and Kathy, are doing the same thing. Okay. You're, you're doing the same thing. You wrote She's, down the uh, subscription services you have? Oh, or, no. Or, I wrote down all the shows I'm watching. Oh, no. I just wrote down the... The apps that I have. Okay. All right. So tell us the apps that you have. Netflix, Amazon, Peacock, Hulu, Discovery Plus, Paramount Plus, HBO, Disney Plus, Apple TV Plus, and Showtime. That's 10. Wow. 10. What are you spending? I don't know. You should add it up. It just comes out. Okay. Let me ask you this. Write down, and I'll tell you what I have, but write down the shows you're currently watching. Okay. Okay. That you're in the middle of watching. Um, I believe you and I have all the same streaming services, John. Yeah. We have Amazon and Netflix. Mm-hmm. Hulu. We have Hulu. Prime. We have Prime. And Apple. And Apple. That's it. Yeah. But here's the weird thing. It's kind of like everything else in life. I go, and you dragged me into Hulu. I wasn't going to do it, and then you made me. Because I wanted you to watch Bob's Burgers. I know. Which I still, never haven't, have. I still haven't watched it yet. She's not watching Bob. Chrissy's watching Bob's I watched it. He told me to watch it. It's good. Yeah, it is it's good. good. Okay. I feel but bad. But here's my thing. Yeah. If I could just have HBO... I know. I mean, that's crazy. I know. If I could I, I just... wanted HBO so I could watch Succession. Right. right? I was like so obsessed. But that, that's with it. how sick we are. I I've know. got like all these. It's if ridiculous. Which is how we more. end up being overwhelmed by all of our options. Exactly. It's too much to bear. Yeah. Heck, I mean, I have three stations at my beck and call. Right. Sometimes four, maybe five at the at the most. Right. If it was, if you had, if you wanted to turn on twenty two and watch old Gilligan's Island reruns, oh, or fifty three. Maybe six, and then PBS. So six right. to now. Now there's like a kajillion. And I don't watch. I mean, I don't even watch the networks. I couldn't tell you what's on network television. Right. I don't know. Okay, these it's are the too shows. Much. These are the shows I'm currently watching. Okay, that I'm I'm actually like kind of invested. How in. can you wait? I see this. Yeah. Go ahead. You tell. Okay. Abbott Elementary, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Elementary. This show about the Cotswolds with Pam Ayers. Uh, this documentary about this guy named Rufo who like stole an incredibly large sum of money and disappeared 20 years ago. 
Line of Duty, The Guardian, and Severance. Jeez, how do you That's keep one, all that straight? Two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I'm in the middle of eight shows. That's no, crazy. no. Christy, are you still are you still making your list? Um, I think I just finished. Okay, I'm actually not watching as much as I thought. Okay, tell me. Bridgerton. Oh, okay. Upload. Yeah. Parks and Rec. Right. I still have a little bit left of the Hillsong documentary. Oh, okay. And Severance. Oh, really? That's it? Yeah. Okay, so I'm watching more things than you are, mm-hmm. which is, I can't believe I'm saying that. How is right. that possible? And I'm watching zero. Yeah. And John's the healthiest out of all of us. Right. Not he really. Is. I mean, I have my own special brand of, you know, mania. But that feeling of being, like, overwhelmed by all the options, oh, I mean. It's too much to it bear. Is. It's it is. too much. It really is. There's no question I mean, I appreciate it, it because, you know, the storytelling. However, of those, how many do you have? Nine? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. How many of those are dark? <laughs> uh, Severance. Uh, one, two, three. Only three. Oh, that's surprising to me. Only three. But I think the other ones I'm watching are to to balance out the dark ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, look, most, most of that streaming stuff is dark. Oh, yeah. A, a lot of it. I think so. The majority, I would say. Right. That's why everyone should be watching Abbott Elementary. Because it no, is that's such new, isn't a delight. It? It's brand new. Yeah, ABC. Yeah, yeah. I've read the reviews. It's a delight. Right. It is an absolute delight. I've become one of these people now who live vicariously only through reviews. So I'm reading book reviews and reading, you know, movie reviews. But, but you're I'm not, not reading, reading books or watching. Or watching. <laughs> I'm just. Okay, but if you're not watching TV, you obviously have to be reading. Or are you just sitting there in silence? Um, I'm doing a lot of that. <laughs> okay, that's good. But I still have my phone. Oh, right. So I'm, you know, I'm on my phone reading uh, newspapers or uh, blogs or Twitter. So it's not like I'm like starving for information or entertainment. Got it. That's the other thing. There's more layers. You're watching that. Plus you're doing what I'm doing as far as the internet on top of that. Right. It's just so much. I'm probably not doing as much online right now. You're probably doing more online and I'm doing more on TV. Mm -hmm. And neither one is better. No. No, they're both sickness. Yeah. Such how And Christy has... 18 streaming services. She's the broke girl. (laughs) And she's getting her car washed every week. All right. Coming up next. She needs a budget. The remarkable brain of a carpet cleaner. A profile in today's Wall Street or uh, Washington Post. He speaks 24 languages. What? Wait. He's cleaning carpets. Yep. Should be working for the UN. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that about 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and the added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good. 
but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton, and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly $109.99, now just $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. But right now, MyPillow.com promo code is WORD. When it matters, companies need more than just a delivery service. Cintas delivers full service and the reliability that comes with having a dedicated Cintas service rep who understands your business, which means they deliver confidence and peace of mind too. For uniforms, cleaning essentials, mats, first aid and safety supplies, and fire protection services, discover the personal attention you get with Cintas. Oh, I'm ready! Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Being able to speak another language is something that I would love to do but am unbelievably hobbled by some pitiful sector of my brain that doesn't want to or isn't able to. Did I'm you take just, a language in school? I did, and I did poorly. Russian? I mean, I, I, I took two languages. Well, I took three languages. I what? took Spanish, French, and Russian. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And well, I wasn't, how bad can you I wasn't be? good at any of them. What, what, I wasn't good at any of them. Why did you pursue three languages if you thought, I'm no good because at Because I had opportunities to do it, and I thought I should try, and I was still terrible. Which is why, reading today's Washington Post... The story about Vaughn Smith jumped out at me because – and I just want to encourage you to find the Washington Post and read the story. The title of it is The Remarkable Brain of a Carpet Cleaner Who Speaks 24 Languages. Vaughn Smith is a carpet cleaner. He's also called a hyper polyglot. Now, a polyglot is someone who can speak multiple languages, but a hyper polyglot is um, someone who can speak 11 languages or more. Fluently. Fluently. He's a carpet cleaner. Let me say it again. How many languages do you speak? He was asked. He said, oh, eight fluently. English, Spanish, Bulgarian, Czech, Portuguese, Romanian, Russian, and Slovak. But if you go by different grades of like how much conversation, I know 25. Or if you want me to like, could I converse in them? It's 37, 37 languages in a city where diplomats and embassies abound, where interpreters can command six figure salaries at the state department or the international monetary fund where language proficiency is resume rocket fuel. Vaughn is a savant with a secret and has no desire to do any of those jobs. Really? So the story goes on to profile how he is not interested in impressing anyone with his languages. It's not something that he has really any interest in anyone finding out about. The only reason he submitted to this interview is because he's the friend of a friend of the person who wrote the piece. Okay. 
didn't want to be known. He understands, though, that there's something different about him, that he seems to remember names, numbers, dates, and sounds far better than most people. But it's been a mystery to him his whole life. Um, He said one time he remembers being a kid being fascinated by his mother's French record albums. He found a German dictionary at one point. A boy from the Soviet Union joined his junior high class. And then one day he was in a grocery store and he heard a Russian woman talking. And he went up to her and said, hello, how are you? In Russian and explained he was trying to learn the language. He said he liked the look on the woman's face. It was like she was hit with a splash of happiness. <laughs> and since then, he's gotten so much joy out of learning other people's languages. But he's not interested in using it as a tool. No, he just wants to be able to communicate with people and learn languages better. Well, he needs to travel. Can you imagine how beautiful that he would be? He can't afford it because he's only a carpet He's a carpet cleaner. cleaner. But he's a savant. A special gift. It's fabulous. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. More sanctions coming from the U.S. toward Russia today as a result of its ongoing war in Ukraine. We get an update from White House correspondent Greg Cluxton. Vowing to ratchet up the pain on Vladimir Putin, the president announced new sanctions, which include the blocking of two key Russian banks. We're locking down any accounts, any funds that those banks hold in the United States. They'll not be able to touch any of their money. The U.S. sanctions also singled out Putin's family, targeting his two adult daughters. The United Kingdom quickly followed suit with more economic sanctions of its own. Greg Clugston, the White House. Also at SRNews.com, authorities say one person is dead in Georgia, another in Texas amid damaging storms, high winds, and tornadoes that stretched across parts of the south. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 118 points. The Nasdaq down 292. This is SRN News. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm, Shirley'sburg, PA. Featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys, Dante Bow, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. 
an agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Occasional rain and a thunderstorm this evening. Otherwise, considerable clouds for tonight with a low of 46. A little morning rain tomorrow. Otherwise, mostly cloudy. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 58. Mostly cloudy skies for tomorrow night. The low 36. Some sunshine Friday, then turning cloudy with a brief shower or two. We'll reach a high Friday of 51. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour. So, with the recent war uh, raging in Ukraine, six weeks plus going on, you, you think about, you know, a neighbor coming in to invade your country. And, and I wonder if you've thought about this. I've thought about this. How would I react if we ourselves were under attack. And I think it's a pretty common thought. I mean, if, if it can happen in Ukraine, what would happen if it happened here? And more importantly, how would we as a population respond? Now, of course, you see how the Ukrainians have responded with great courage. I mean, so many people have decided, I'm going to stay and fight against great odds of survival. And you just have to admire that, the beauty of that, right? Well, um, there's a survey that's been out, and it's more of a sort of a, an, an essay kind of survey. It's not like based on numbers. But would young people fight for America? And students in the Wall Street Journal have discussed how they would react if the United States were, were, were attacked. Now, the weird thing is now, what's going on in America where we are being held accountable for the sins of our past? Right, where a lot of young people look at America and go, this is not a great country. It was never a great country. That kind of talk, which drives me crazy. But that, that's a narrative I think you hear more often than not. Would you agree with that? Yep. Yeah, you hear it all the time. So if that's the case, if people think America is not such a great country, then is it worth fighting for? If you yourself, if we were under attack... Mm-hmm. What would make us want to engage with a hostile Nothing. enemy, right? 
Okay, so here's just some quick uh, hits on different people's perception of where they are. And where's this from? This is from uh, today's Wall Street Journal. Um, a, a student from Montana State University says, given the global influence of the U.S. escaping the consequences of a war would be impossible no matter where one fled. I would choose to fight an invader on American soil without hesitation, although I hold no delusions as to my readiness or usefulness in doing so. No matter its faults, the U.S. is, US is worth defending because it's the only nation in the world that has maintained a government and culture of individual rights for more than 250 years. Good. Fabulous. That's an excellent response. It is. Okay. Um, I'll go down a little further. This is uh, someone from, again, um, University of Montana. Russians invasion, uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine has held a mirror up for Americans, forcing us to evaluate our beliefs, our community, our family, and nearly everything we, else we stand for. I've had to grapple with unhappy thoughts about my nearly two years of military service while in the Army in Afghanistan. But... Watching this unjust invasion has made me realize I would not leave this country if it were attacked. Okay, that's really interesting. So there's two people in a row Mm -hmm. who are very pro-American from Montana, which you would expect, I think, right, in your travels? More than Los Angeles. Without a doubt, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Here's someone from Ohio State. Even though courage makes a country's best defense, we should not scorn those who say they would leave. Many who profess courage will flee when tested, and many who say they would flee will choose to stay. For courage often only reveals itself in that's, times of yes, crisis. I think that's true. It's hard to know what you would do until you're faced with until moment. you're faced with it. Yeah. I believe that I should stay to defend my country. I can only pray that should such a time come, I would hold yes. true to my word. Yes. It's very well spoken, right? Very. Um, let's see. This is from from Swarthmore, right? Swarthmore. Philadelphia. Yeah. Am I right that it's around Philadelphia? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. I would like nothing more than to say that I would be courageous in state of fight. America is my home, and I cannot imagine giving it up. I cannot make the promise, however, when I've never faced that threat of losing one, loved ones to war. Even though courage makes a country's best defense, we should not scorn those who say they would leave. Many who would profess courage will flee when tested. While it's certainly courageous and honorable to take up arms against invaders, there are other duties we can fulfill to defend our homeland and loved ones. Yes, so the, brunt, the brunt of the fighting is done by soldiers facing gunfire on the front lines, but the soldiers' bravery also demands logistical efficiency at home. As a Buddhist attending a Quaker school, well. I, I would hold the values of pacifism. In the event of war, I would stay and help the fighters in every way I can, but I myself would not hold a gun, and that's all right. Whatever our religious or moral stance, our country's resistance will have a place for us. Even during war, we can contribute without compromising our personal beliefs. Hmm. I went to college with a guy um, who was a few years older than me. He was a conscientious objector during the Vietnam War. And he was conscripted to serve. He refused. And so he became an orderly in a hospital. Okay. That was overseen by the okay. United States government. All right. I mean, at least he was doing something. He did. Yeah. I, I, I'm always a little uncomfortable with that only because a, a con- just a, a conscientious objector. Yeah, or a pacifist. Only because the pacifist and the conscientious objector are only allowed to be that way, are only permitted to be that way because of the people who fight. Right. Uh, there's an old movie with Gary Cooper yeah. called Sergeant York. 
who was a real war hero. I mean, just an incredible soldier. I think um, he was credited with capturing an entire German battalion. Hmm. And he was, in in this movie, um, he was a conscientious objector. He was a man of deep faith until he got drafted, and then they realized he was a sharpshooter. And Mm -hmm. he took that and obviously changed his life and a lot of other people's in the process as well. But you see that, you know, the hero on the big screen. Yeah. Well, the hero on the big screen is the one that that's the ideal of it. But my friend in, in the hospital, right, it's not bedpans. Yeah, but not the ideal. And the the other thing that's not ideal is that in today's culture, none of the cultural elites, none of the educated, none of the culture makers are they the don't fighters. Serve. They don't serve. No, of course not. And so all of us who live in the world of ideas and the world of finance are dependent on people who don't. What percentage of people actually serve in the military? Very in this incredibly small. Right, it's like three percent. Small. So I feel like that is a is a major issue. I feel like the cultural elites don't understand people who serve, and the people who serve can very easily become resentful because of all the cultural elites who are the big money makers, who are the big idea makers, and whatever, who don't really appreciate what they do. No. Aren't you grateful for those who Yes. Serve? I mean, holy smokes. Yes, and I feel badly kind of that I feel like I lean in that direction of the cultural elite who I, I know I, I just don't have a lot of investment in the military. I've never served myself. Well, probably people in your family? Did, yeah, you know? my dad. Okay. Yeah, so you, My dad, my uncle, my uncle right. Bill. I didn't serve. My brother, my, cousin. my dad, they were drafted. I mean, right. Uh, but it's for most people, right? It's more than six degrees and of separation. Don't, but don't you see that gulf Without widening? Without a doubt, hundred percent. Until, like we're saying here, there's a major crisis. What would you do? I mean, it was really interesting to see what happened after nine eleven, right? I mean, that seems like a long time ago, and certainly a lot has happened since then. But would we respond as a unified nation if we were once again under attack? Yeah, that's the question. Mm-hmm. We're going to step away when we come back. A Minneapolis mosque is going to be broadcasting a call to prayer year-round. What does that mean for Minneapolis? And could that portend something different for America? We'll talk to the Reverend Dr. Dean Weaver about that coming up next Wednesday edition, Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. Dr. Charles Stanley. Don't waste your sorrows. Don't waste your heartaches. Don't waste your pain. Learn how to squeeze something good and profitable, a blessing out of every single trial of life. Hear the series, Wisdom's Way, this week on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. The goal of this commercial is to show you that if you buy a new home this year without using our two advantages, you will probably have made a pretty big boo-boo financially. I learned that word from my nieces. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and today we announce something brand new. For Word FM listeners on new home purchases this year, we will now pay $1,000 of your closing costs. And there's no gimmicks. We simply believe that home purchases are going to go up this year, and we want to excite you to use us. The second advantage is our direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money within its own walls. There's no middleman, which often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. So don't make a boo-boo. Take advantage of our new $1,000 lender credit and our direct lender advantage. We 
are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right now get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a teen name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. Minneapolis mosques can now publicly broadcast the Adon or call to prayer over loudspeakers without acquiring a permit and so long as they abide by the city's amplified noise ordinances. This is brand new. This was just um, this was just uh, passed into law last week. Uh, Arabic words like Allah Akbar, which means God is great, will be heard ringing out from mosques around the city. Minneapolis City Council member Jamal Osman announced this week that mosques would be allowed to play the Adan several times between the hours of 7 a.m. and 10 p.m. daily all year round. The city council unanimously supported the broadcast and recognizing Ramadan, the month of daily fasting that began, of course, on April 2nd. Quote, for the faith of Christians in Minneapolis... The tolling of church bells is an affirmation of their faith, and the comfort that brings that's and the comfort that brings that's exactly the same purpose of a dawn service for Muslims," said Osman, who has spearheaded the efforts. Thousands of Muslims in Minneapolis now have their faith acknowledged the same as everyone else," he said. Uh, I, I would say uh, I'm surprised it's taken this long, mm-hmm. and I would think if it's coming to Minneapolis, it's coming soon to a city near you. Now, if you've heard the call to prayer. You've been to a Muslim country? I have been to to multiple Muslim countries. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it does. It rings out five different times Mm -hmm. from dawn to dusk. Yep. To me, as a Westerner, Mm -hmm. it's not the sound of a church bell. No, it's different. It's very different. And I don't – you know, I thought about this when – the first time I heard it, the first time I was in a Muslim country, I thought, okay, so – I was trying to kind of analyze my own reaction to it. The emotional reaction. Yeah. And to me, it's different than a church bell because a church bell is an actual instrument. Yeah. And the call to prayer uh, is broadcast on the crappiest loudspeakers you've ever heard in your life that are tacked up to telephone poles. And so the sound is just 
it's a hor- it's horrible. It's just that the fidelity of it is horrible. And so you can't, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, you're hearing an inst- an actual instrument. You know, a bell is a sound that is made, you know, when. Although sometimes it, you do hear recordings of bells. Right. Well, I don't like that either. No. So I mean, I've heard that. So uh, anyway, that to me, I've never heard uh, a call to prayer in a Muslim country that was not just on a junkie loudspeaker. Okay. So then is that your primary concern? You think. It's not so much of the sound itself. It is the sound itself, but it's the reproduction of the sound. I don't, I'm trying to, I'm still trying to analyze my response to it. Yeah. Reverend Dr. Dean Weaver is with us. Dean's a regular guest on our show. And uh, Dean has been with us, boy, a, a long time. Associate pastor. No, he's not. I'm sorry. He's not the associate pastor. He's no. the stated clerk exactly. of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. I just raised his stature and gave him a pay raise, apparently. <laughs> hey, Dean. Wow. Wow. I, can I quote you on that? Yeah, yeah. You're good to go. Oh, we're going to get you Great. in trouble, Dean. Thanks, Dean. Okay, Dean. So what um, about that? I mean, have, have you, you traveled to a Muslim country, Dean? Oh, my gosh. Sure. A lot. Okay. Um, I've heard the call to prayer. I mean, I've had the. Uh, those speakers right outside my window, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> you know, so yeah, I've, I've heard it. Uh, I've heard it a ton. So what's your um, response? Well, I mean, I, you know, first of all, I don't think it's a, obviously a fair comparison. I, I think to compare occasional church bells, which gosh, I can't even tell you the last time I heard church bells uh, playing with a call to prayer, I think is like, that's not even apples and oranges. I don't think you're talking about fruit and vegetables here. It's very, very, very different. Um, how, how so? Know, how but, so, Dean? I mean, so the, uh, in my small hometown, occasionally I do hear church bells. But like you're saying, it's very, very seldom. Now, that well, may be a generational here. thing. I mean, if you're in Europe, right. if you're in Western Europe, you hear them all the time. And it may be just a generational thing as well, right? I mean, you, it used to be growing up, you'd hear church bells often. Um, yeah. It's diminished. So in my in my first church that I served, we had a bell tower, and I used to pull a rope and ring the bell. Did nice. you really? On Sunday morning. I did. Oh, I that's did. awesome. Yeah. And we'd ring the bell uh, an hour before church started, half hour before church started, 10 minutes before church started. And it was a, it was basically telling people, uh, you know, oh. in that little town, um, it was, it's time for worship. Um, the, the call to prayer is... Um, it's an obligatory prayer in in most expressions of Islam, and so it, it's not so much just nice kind of background music or just a reminder that you know you you might want to consider coming to prayer. It's really it kind of um, shapes and frames a community because it puts out over the entire community what is for uh, Islam something that's obligatory, um, something that is required. And I think, you know, it's very different if Christians were then to, say, broadcast something over an entire community uh, that is uh, verbal, not just uh, the the sound of music of some kind, but a verbal uh, obligatory requirement to obedience, um, that would be a greater analogy. And I think that's not something any one of us are prepared to do. And I think for that reason, it feels a bit like an invasion. Right. It feels yes. a little bit like, I mean, from a cultural standpoint, there can be some beauty to it. And there's uh, an appreciation, understanding of different cultures. But I think the, because of the way it's broadcast, it comes off as uh, something that is, um, if that's not your tradition, it feels intrusive. 
Yeah, I, I would agree 100. percent It does feel intrusive. However, right? I mean, you look at Minneapolis. There is a sizable Muslim population in Minneapolis. Apparently, you know, if you're on the city council, you can make things work, and people will bend to, bend to that. There had to be a vote that it took place. It wasn't as though it was a dictatorial decision by one council member. So the city was behind that. So what we're saying is, if it's happening in Minneapolis then you would expect it to happen in Sacramento or Chicago or Pittsburgh or Buffalo or New York City. And soon the overlay, and I think what you're saying is significant, Dean, the overlay is different because it is a mandatory call for all Muslims together, whereas a church bell is not really an invitation. It's more of a... Uh, or it's more of an invitation and not a demand. Yeah, demand. Yeah, thank you. Right. And and I think the other thing is imagine, so the equivalent in my view would be, imagine uh, every church on the corner in Pittsburgh had a PA system hooked up at the bell tower, and we put on somebody who is preaching uh, hellfire and brimstone mm-hmm. gospel. Right. Um, mm-hmm. right? And, and I will tell you, as a follower of Jesus, that would feel invasive to me. Yeah, of course. Um, that, you know, I, I would, I, whenever I walk by like an open air preacher who I'm in this beautiful park-like space and they're yelling and screaming at me even in the name of god it feels like they're you know invading my space um i I think there's something to be said about okay apart from any kind of religious value whether it's christian or, or islam or whatever it might be aren't there like regulations for like the the sound how loud something can be because i guarantee you if you if you put speakers outside your house and start, you know, uh, really blaring Billy Graham preaching or something, your neighbors are going to complain, and there's going to be a noise ordinance involved. Mm-hmm. And the idea that a noise ordinance, which every community has one, would be waived because it's some uh, a religious uh, understanding, well, then does that mean that every religion gets to waive that noise ordinance and gets mm-hmm. to put out, you know, their their kind of preaching? Uh, is that where we're going? And it's just going to be a free-for-all? Uh, I think, you know, the difference is we are not a Sharia society. We are we are a society that respects all religions. And that sometimes means that things like um, the obligatory prayer uh, it may not be necessarily broadcast loud like that, where everybody is, is forced to hear it. But it's something that is, um, you know, it could be privately in people's homes. I mean, with the Internet today, people could have that playing in their homes without any question. You could have somebody on a channel and people are able to tune into that in their homes so their faithful Muslim can hear uh, the call to prayer. But it's not being imposed on their neighbors necessarily. And so I I, I think there's something going on here that is more than just simply – um, we're trying to support people's religious freedom. This feels to me more like, no, this is a change in culture. And I think, you know, areas like Minneapolis have a very large culture from the Middle East. Um, and a lot of the people from that culture are from Muslim backgrounds. And so it feels a little bit like that culture moving into the neighborhood. And and that feels uh, invasive to people who may be of different cultural backgrounds and religious beliefs. Reverend Dr. Dean Weaver's with us, stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, also co-founder and former president of Edu Nations. So how do we deal with not just this um, one issue, but I think my question is about the larger movement that Christians are losing power 
in society um, in the West, and particularly here in America. And this is, to, in, from my perspective, this is the ebb and flow that we've seen th- from all cultures throughout all of world history. Yeah. Um, and so it's not like God has abandoned us. Um, but talk about how you, how we, how you see Christians reacting and how you feel like Christians should be reacting. Well, I mean, it's a part of me, Kathy, that's like, thank God we're losing power. I mean, I, I know that probably sounds counterintuitive, but I don't think that Christians have often done really good things when they've had power. I, I, I you know, that old phrase, I think Charles Colson made a pretty popular, absolute power corrupts absolutely. I, I think whenever we get power, um, it seems to distort the gospel. Jesus is the one who laid his power down for others. And perhaps if the power is being taken away from us, maybe it's an opportunity for us to be a more uh, subversive, more radical, more um, authentic kind of apostolic Christianity, as opposed to people who are vying for power. And I think if the world sees us vying for power rather than laying power down for the other, which is what Jesus did, then, you know, no wonder people are struggling with the church. So I, I, you know, I don't, I don't feel that loss of power as a threat, Kathy, as much as I see it as maybe a gift. Right. Now, uh, to be honest, I, I am not anti-Muslim, but I don't want to hear five times a day the call to prayer. Well, and I think that is, a, uh, to be quite frank, uh, John, that's a civic matter. I, I, I wouldn't even say as a Christian I don't want to hear that. I, I don't think your faith has anything more to say to that than any other civil member of society. I would simply go as a citizen saying, do we want to live in a community where one person's religious beliefs, including mine, yes. are are broadcast loudly over a speaker system where we don't have the choice as to whether or not to hear it or not. It's being imposed upon us. And and I don't I wouldn't think that, that a noise ordinance should be violated for any person's religious faith because it imposes that view on another. And I think that's the the civil uh, citizenship discussion to have. So it's not framed as Christian versus Muslim. It's it's what are the values that we as a society want to have? And we, we certainly want to be, we are a pluralistic society that welcomes people of all religious backgrounds to thrive. But when something is done that imposes that, and certainly there are claims on the part of progressives that there are places where Christianity has been imposed upon them, and they object to that. So let's have that discussion where faith is imposed on somebody, whichever faith it might be. um, Does the community weigh in to say where the lines are here? And a super loudspeaker outside my window, whether it's blasting rock music uh, Billy Graham or you know Muslim prayers seems to me a discussion that a civil society wants to have so that we have common values that we share uh, in terms of mutual respect for one another's religion. So I don't I don't want that blasted in my ear either. But that has less to do with me being a Christian and more to do with me being uh, a good neighbor and and wanting to have something that is for the common good of everybody in the community, not for one group being favored uh, over the other or at the expense of the other. Very nice. Dean, you got a career in this. <laughs> well, you should consider the pastorate. Maybe not much. Maybe I, well, 
thought about it, but it's a brutal job, Captain. Yeah, that's so what I, I hear. I hear 40% yeah. of people are looking for a different gig. Well, you've gone to an associate pastor to a, a retired <laughs> pastor in 15 minutes, so you're doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dean, good to hear, nice, hear from Dean. you. Nice, Dean. Thanks an awful lot. All right, guys, take care. That's pleasure. Dean Weaver, stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. You want to look at an interesting organization? Check out Edu Nations online. That's E D U Nations. Coming up next. Does this make sense? What? It's making sense. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. I think we've all been sold the bill of online school. That, you know, you can do it online just as easily as you can do it in person. Same thing. Right. It's the same thing. Same I mean, you quality. Can get, you can access the same teacher. You can access the same experience. It's really fine. We all know that's not the case. Right. There's a huge difference being in person, in a room with other individuals and doing something digitally. So during the COVID pandemic, I look at my own kids and I think of the things that they missed out on. And I'm not just talking about classes. I'm saying, okay, I had one uh, child who was an athlete who, you know, the entire NCAA sports schedule got upended. I have another child who's involved in music and all those music performances got completely cut. I'm happy to tell you that over the last three, four months, I just feel like we're coming up you know, out of this horrible haze we've been in, I've been able to see sporting events and I've been able to go to live concerts. And it just reinforces in my mind how important those extracurriculars are when you're talking about choosing a school for your child. Because community matters. So if you're thinking about next semester, next year, look at Grove City College because face-to-face, in-person, Christian men and women gathering together with an education with a strong faith perspective, there's nothing like Grove City. Look online, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College, in person. What happened to two-sided flippable mattresses? When the original Mattress Factory was founded in 1990, all the mainstream mattress manufacturers made two-sided mattresses. Over time, they switched to lower-quality one-sided models to cut costs. At OMF, we still make two-sided mattresses because they offer the best durability and support. And thanks to our Factory Direct model, we can offer them at the best value anywhere. Visit an OMF location today to see the difference a two-sided mattress can make. OriginalMattress.com Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. When kids need medical care, they will often face stressful and life-changing experiences. They miss out on the things that make being a kid fun. Starlight Children's Foundation has delivered happiness to 17 million seriously ill kids and their families at more than 800 children's hospitals and healthcare facilities. Our programs entertain and inspire hospitalized kids. Learn more at starlight.org. That's starlight.org.
Occasional rain and a thunderstorm this evening. Otherwise, considerable clouds for tonight with a low of 46. A little morning rain tomorrow. Otherwise, mostly cloudy. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 58. Mostly cloudy skies for tomorrow night. The low 36. Some sunshine Friday, then turning cloudy with a brief shower or two. We'll reach a high Friday of 51. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Your vegetable crisper drawer in your refrigerator. Well, I, I certainly used my vegetable crisper drawer. Is it doing anything? Well, the funny you ask, because on, on mine, there's like a little dial. Right, where you can decide how much humidity. But it's not attached to anything. So it's fake. It's like some popsicle stick just kind of hanging there. I mean, I'm sure I paid extra for it and felt good about it. And would you know which way you wanted it to go if it did mean anything? Wouldn't it be nice if you like, you know, oh no, my tomatoes are going a little rotten. I should move the humidity Right, up dial it back a little down. bit. I don't even know. Don't... No, you bring up a good point. I don't know. The whole thing seems like, you know, a Frigidaire scam. I do. I, hmm. I think it is a scam. What's going on there? Why do we have... what? I don't know what they're for. And I don't know what the dial... What I'm supposed to be wanting from the dial. Right. I'm calling 60 Minutes. Because something's I, out of whack. I mean, what if we took that space and we just had another shelf or something? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, if I'm well, going to put my celery somewhere, I could put it on a shelf as well as I could put it in a drawer. But you've got two drawers dedicated to that. I've got two drawers dedicated to that. And I don't know what... I don't, well, I can't, no rule. I don't know how to operate them. You could put cheese. Don't you have a cheese drawer? Do I want to put cheese in there? I thought it was for vegetable crisping. I don't, don't want to make my cheese crisp. We've got a cheese drawer. you got a cheese drawer? I have a drawer that I can make into a cheese drawer, but depending on the temperature of it. It's too much. It's a first world problem. I, don't, I think the vegetable drawer... I don't think it makes any sense. I think it makes sense. I don't think it does. Does this make sense? Mm. The gold grill? What's the gold grill? Oh, the oh yeah. Oh god. You know, the gold oh, grill. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I mean that that's, that's a any, look, right? That doesn't make any sense. You're going out to special no. night. Hey, we're going out on the town, we're gonna have ourselves a little party. Oh, let me pop in my gold no. grill. That- and then everything's like, whoa, super bling. Let's add some diamonds How to that. How am I supposed to focus on anything? Well, I think, for me, it doesn't make sense. But that's when for I sure. see, Can you imagine? <laughs> I think that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, hey, pipe down there. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. But when I see it, it makes me smile because it's so crazy. It's so over the top. It's it is. I mean, it's like, what? The, who even thought of something like that, let alone invested money in that? It's so crazy wild. So it does make sense, just not for me. No, I don't think. I don't, can you, what? So it's, does, so does this make sense? I can have one or two answers, like yes for me, but no for you. Or it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. And you need, neither does your vegetable, vegetable drug? Absolutely not. Right. 101.5 WORD. When we really think about it, How do we genuinely treat women in the church? Here's Eric Shoemaker and Elise Fitzpatrick. Sometimes women are treated like throw pillows. You know, they're they're nice, but they're not necessary. Oh, yes, right. They're they're pretty to have around the church. I mean, if you if you have one, if you have one, yeah. Jesus and gender. 
next time on Family Life Today with David Ann Wilson. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Before Bamboo HR, (laughs) I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, (laughs) it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Why doing it right roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You will receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Service, installs and repair. Call us when you need comfort. Online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. Remember when first uh, Facebook first became a thing? I don't know if this happened to you, but I had a little anxiety about my friends. Well, like, you didn't feel like you had enough of them. Yeah. Like oh no I I need I need more, more friends to prove my worth I think that was a pretty common thing did yeah you, but did that, you, that that's clearly faded now oh, you don't give a care no I could care less and and quite honestly they really weren't my friends no they weren't I mean I asked them to help. I mean Christy and I've stayed around Eugene Park has been solid for you but other than that I mean seriously if you put a, 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 a note on Facebook and said hey could somebody help me move all my Facebook friends who would show up right. It's a very good question. Who's going to help me? My Facebook friends help me move. Eugene Park is with us. He's associate pastor of True North Church in Palo Alto, California, host of a podcast we love called Off the Pulpit. Hey, Eugene, welcome back. Hey, good to be here. And uh, I was going to say, if you're in the metaverse, virtual friends can help you move uh, in the future. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. They can. That's awesome. Can. I need to move uh, a lot of my belongings out of the pod in my driveway into my house in a month or so. So, Eugene, do you think you could Get that help, help me virtually? <laughs> if, you, if you buy my plane ticket, I, I, I might bring you up on an offer. We could go to a Pens game. It would be really fun. 
Yeah, sounds fun. Um, so friendship, like John said, is not, you know, the people who, you know, quote unquote, follow you on Twitter. Um, but in our current culture, it seems like, well, we just saw a story yesterday that something like 70% of Americans said they think their best friend is their dog. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's, I mean, it's not surprising. Um, it is a little sad. Uh, I, I've always thought the idea of friendship to be so interesting because it's not talked about one in the church or also in the cultural narrative at large. Like you'll see a lot of seminars on, you know, even in the church world, dating, family, parenting, mm-hmm. but rarely, rarely friendship. And even the movies we watch, the TV shows we watch, romance is often glamorized. The only TV shows often we get about friendship are war movies, you know, and that's only the context of, of friends that you can see kind of glamorized in Hollywood. Yeah. So I wonder why that is. I mean, the, you know, the focus on marriage, but no focus on friendships. I mean, everybody needs a good friend, right? Who doesn't want a bro? Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's central uh, to not even as a Christian, but as a human being to have friends. And I think the Bible says a lot about friends. And I think often you already kind of alluded to it that uh, social media hasn't it's done us some good with our friendships. I mean, there are friendships I thought were long gone and were able to catch up or friends yeah. from across the country that through social media, even this, it's an, it's it's a positive influence from that. The problem is oftentimes we were conflating followers with friends and we think the more that we have, the more friendships that we have. That's what social media tells you. The more eyes on your stuff, the happier you'll be. But at least from what the scripture tells us and just life experience, friendship is something that has to be limited. Um, if not, they're not really friends at all. Okay, so that the limited part is interesting, right? And that's the case with anything. If you want to be good at anything, if you want to understand something, if you want to learn a language or uh, learn how to use a tool, yeah, being focused is of ultimate importance. But it seems like all of our focus in the digital world is just is so incredibly disseminated that there really isn't focus. It's just, you know, we're a, a mile wide and, and an inch deep. And I think that that probably is the best descriptor for a lot of our relationships as well. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, there's a, there's a concept called Dunbar's number. Um, the social, I, I don't know his first name, but uh, Dunbar, basically what he concluded is that a human being, um, and this is contested, but I still find it to be true, uh, the, the psychology and the, the biology of a brain, you're only uh, limited to 150 meaningful relationships. That's the most your brain can handle. And from that, you have 50 that you would call friends, and from that, maybe 15 you would call close friends. Hmm. Now, what happens on Instagram or Facebook is you have thousands of quote-unquote friends, and oftentimes what happens is you're so conflated because you see all these images that they post. And oftentimes we don't remember they're fake, but we see these images of stories of them in Cancun or with their husband or wife or with their kids on you know these stories. And like, man, my friends are living such a better life than me. And that's why I think in Proverbs it says a man of many companions will come to ruin. But there's a friend that mm-hmm. sticks closer to it than a brother. And I think what it's getting at is, man, you really need to craft and build your friendships well, and they have to be limited for them to have power. That's good. Okay, Eugenia, I'm glad you brought up Proverbs, because if you did a, a search for friends in the Bible, you know, a word search, you would probably tend to find that that word in Proverbs more than most places, you think? Yeah, I, I think Proverbs is a really good book that's often underused in our modern times. 
Um, but it speaks a lot about not romance. And if you think about it, Proverbs is, you know, the, the well of wisdom in Scripture. It doesn't talk about romance. Um, it doesn't, I mean, here and there, it doesn't talk too much about family, but it talks a lot about friendships. And I really think, you know, even today, um, I don't want to say that, you know, just because it's causation does not equal correlation. But if you look at a lot of these fallen pastors um, in the past, you know, what, five years, probably more to come, sadly, mm-hmm. the always the biggest threat in all of them is like, where were their friends? Mm-hmm. And did they really have friends? Like deep down inside me, maybe they had pastor friends, which we all know as a pastor, there's a difference between having a pastor friend and a friend friend. Right. I think friends help you with so much, but also guard you. They're the ones that make you understand that like they don't care what title you have. Um, they're going to they're gonna clown on you. They're going to joke on you. That's what friends do. And I really think, especially those in leadership and power in the church, they really need friends to, mm-hmm. to guard, safeguard themselves. That's good. Okay, so, so slicing this a little bit better. I'm of the belief, and I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I believe that women, by design, are much, much, much healthier in forming friendships where guys, I would imagine most guys, if they're fortunate, have one person, maybe two they would call friends, and they would be, most guys, ashamed of that, even though they can't sort of widen their friendship level even more. What do you think, Eugene? No, I, I, I agree. I, and, you know, I do think, uh, in my in my opinion, uh, women are just more emotionally mature often than men. Uh, but I often can contribute to, I think, the cultural narratives around you, around just masculinity and being a man in today's culture yeah. doesn't allow you to be intimate with anyone outside of someone uh, of an opposite gender. So meaning you can only be intimate as a man in a romantic relationship. And with your friends, you know, they're your bros. You go have fun. You do things, but you don't want to share. Because if, if a guy cries with another guy, oftentimes it's like, oh, I don't know what to do with it. And I think because of that, um, you know, my friend also said, so often a lot of husbands put everything on their wife when they can't do that. A, a, a healthy marriage, the, the reason at a wedding you have best men and bridesmaids is to say this wedding is not, this marriage is not on the foundation of just us alone, but friends. So I think even on that, I think it, it comes with the cultural narratives around being a man, and we got to break that down as Christians. Mm-hmm. Eugene Park is with us. He's the associate pastor of True North Church in Palo Alto, California. Um, he's our virtual friend. I mean, hopefully it, after all this time, we're getting somewhere. Yeah, but yeah. Still. I mean, I see you guys once a month. Nice new studio, so friends notice that. Thank getting you so much. Thank you. Um, but we're far away from you. We want you to know that we still say hi. Love your hat. Um, we do like your hat. Okay, so what about um, shared experience being something that we should pursue? Um, John and I were talking about friendship on the show a couple days ago, and we were talking about how sometimes you have to – no, it was about how to be happy. That's what it was. It was an article from the New York Times. And one of the things it said is you have to pay attention to yourself for the kind of things that you like so that you can seek them out again, right? Like be kind of smart in how you take care of your own happiness. And I think that that probably could apply to relationships too. Like if shared experiences really form relationships, relationships, then if we don't pursue those, especially in today's world, it will never happen. No, I think that's a good point uh, to the larger point that you got to be careful what habits you make and especially with your friendships. I'm a big believer in embodied presence. Even this, I know that's hard to do with COVID, I understand, and and those uh, habits are there. But I think coming out of COVID, one of the main things I would, I really tell people at our church is, um, you know, however safe you feel, but within the parameters of that, 
Uh, seek embodied shared experiences with your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need that as human beings. Like Netflix, you know, even I always talk to my friends about going to the movies. Like Netflix is great, but do you really think binge watching a whole show by yourself? There's a difference between that. One, it's kind of sad. But two, there's so much more joy when you watch something with a friend, which movie theaters yeah. often give you. Right. Or just late nights with your friends give you. And those simple things often, as you get older, you get kids, you work, you're like, I don't have time for that. That's exactly what you need to breathe life into your you know, often lonely, isolated, habit, uh, habitual life that you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Eugene, uh, Proverbs, you talked about that. But there, there in Genesis, there's man, there's Adam alone in the garden. Uh, God recognizes that you know Adam's alone. We're made in the image of God. He wants to be in relationship with us. So God made Adam a friend. I mean, he made him a, made her a wife, made him a wife. But ultimately, Adam and Eve are friends, right? Yeah. No, I, I think that's a good point. That um, you know, even in my marriage, what I've realized is I've allowed the romantic myth to take the only precedent in my marriage to think that's what a key to a happy marriage is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it, you guys know this too, because you guys, anyone that's been married for a long time always says friendship above attraction and romance. That's what keeps it mm-hmm. alive. And even on a bigger scope, when you mentioned Genesis, God relates to us as a friend. Um, Jesus is very clear on that. If we don't have a lot of friendships, uh, that's a connection with God we'll never completely understand. Mm-hmm. And I think that leads to often a broken, not a broken but a filtered image of God and not a holistic image of God. And oftentimes, the more friends you have, it allows you to see God also in that light of someone not just to worship, which of course he is, but also to enjoy as a friend. Right. But a whole other story, a whole other topic at some point, maybe it's hard to make friends. And I think especially the older it's, you yeah, get. Yeah, and I think it's hard now in particular. I think to we make still, new friends. Yeah, I, I think that because you mentioned covid eugene and i think a lot of people just got used to being alone to being isolated to you know binge watching or whatever it is and those habits once you make them they're hard to get out of i agree one thing i always been telling people is friends are not found i uh, sorry sorry friends are not built but they're found and that's the hard mm. thing because oftentimes you think i can just stumble into a friendship we right. watch the show friends and we're like Man, if I just had them, I'd be happy. <laughs> but friendship right. is something where you have to discover it. Um, you have to find it. And it's hard as we get older because you have less time to do that. But that's why I always tell younger folk, value your friend. Friendship is hard. In college, it's easy. But as you guys have just mentioned, friendship is a grind. It is something that you have to fight for. And uh, I wish I had that mindset earlier rather than just enjoying friends but really establishing, no, no, I found some good friends let me make sure I don't lose them. Um, I think that's a mindset often the church needs to take um, with something as forgettable, quote unquote, as friendships. That's good. Hey, Eugene, before you leave us, uh, love the conversation. Uh, the template we uh, saw from Off the Pulpit, take a second and talk about Off the Pulpit. Yeah, it's just a little podcast we have uh, with two of my other friends, Korean American pastors. We're all in the California region. Uh, we just chat about anything. It's It's kind of it's our, our, our uh, way of forging our friendship and keeping it alive as well with three of us. We have fun. We just had Amy Byrne on. Um, we just interviewed Don with Cheka, so we do that too. So if you're interested, just look us up on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you'll find us there. It's a good job. Thanks, Eugene. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks, friends. Hope yeah, to see you thank soon. you, friend. Bye. Off the you, pulpit, Eugene. Eugene Park. We'll take a break, come back. We've got a smidge ahead. Do we not? Is Picasso being canceled? Picasso? Now him.
Spring is in the air. Spring is everywhere. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. And spring is a great time of year on both our farm and our store. It kicks off with farm tours, and we just love sharing our farm with all those precious young folks. Graduation party season and wedding and shower season start up now, too. So my sister Jill and her catering crew are on the road in our red Springhouse vans almost every day, delivering homemade country cooking to families all over the Tri-County area. My brother Sam and his farm guys are busy this time of year planting corn and pumpkins and hay, along with getting the cows milked and fed two times a day, too. The Springhouse store crew loves serving all the families that come to visit to enjoy our homemade lunches and suppers, to take a zing down our hillside slide, and to top off their experience with a Springhouse ice cream concoction like a strawberry ice cream shortcake. Come see us and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. I'm about to compare a pepper shaker to a cash-out refinance. Hang with me. You know when you're at a restaurant and they ask, would you like some fresh ground pepper? And then they crank that giant tube, but almost nothing comes out? For me, only a certain amount of time is socially acceptable to wait. I know that getting that pepper out might make my life better, but it just seems too impossible. And that's what we hear people say about the cash-out refinance. People realize that the value of their home has gone up like hot pepper the last few years, leaving all this extra money sitting inside their home. But is it too hard to get out? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and we are a family mortgage team committed to Word FM. If you're interested in cashing out the extra pepper in your home, we're good at doing all the work while you just sit back and relax. And often, your mortgage payment and years in the loan will stay the same. If you'd like to hear about your options, go to unitedfaithmortgage.com. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. Alcoholism can affect any family. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. Are you interested in helping people with addiction? Do you want to help others through private practice counseling? Waynesburg University offers a 100% online Master of Arts in Counseling degree as well as a Ph.D. in Counselor Education and Supervision. Visit waynesburg.edu. All right, we have to talk about Picasso tomorrow because we don't have enough time. But I would like to talk about friendship because I think, like, for the – I hate – I'm sorry that I used the word like. I think you in particular, John, are very good at maintaining friendships. I think you're intentional about it. And I think when you hear the moniker of, well, guys aren't good at that, that doesn't apply to you. Well, I remember being a, a kid and thinking about my dad. Now, my dad worked his butt off. He just did. I would say primarily my dad's friends were guys he worked with. Mm-hmm. But I can't say that, you know, there were guys stopping over the house or hanging out with my dad. And so I, and I, as a kid, I used to think when I'm going to be a guy, I'm going to do that different. And so I've just tried to follow that. Mm-hmm. To be honest, the church 
is a big shortcut. The church makes it, I'm not saying it's easier. It's a lot easier, yeah. But there is a, it strips away a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a common ground here. I agree. But I mean, I'm also bad at letting old friendships fade away, which breaks my heart. It's a matter of time and investment. But not enough for you to stop it from happening. No, it doesn't, right? right? Have you ever broken up with friends? I mean, mean, officially? Well, you like you end a friendship. Uh, Yeah, I guess I have done that. Right. But I've also nurtured new friends as well. I mean, it's just a job. And you can't keep up with everybody, right? That's the hardship of it. No, I think it's a very tiny little group you got here that are really the intimate good friends. Help me move. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.